Welcome to the Capital City Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that your heart would be open to receive whatever God has for you today. Enjoy the message. A little while back, we chose the theme of Easter to be Jesus Now Trending. Um, and we thought, well, what does that mean? And some people have asked, what does this mean, uh, Jesus Now Trending? Well, a trend is when a particular person, place, or thing uh, becomes culturally popular. It, it, the topic just goes viral, if you will. And the more you share it and the more it's talked about, the more it begins to trend up and to the right. In other words, it's just steady going up. And um, as, as they say in culture today, it's, it's trending. Things are trending. Little did we know the turn of events back in March, early March, when it would leave us here today on Easter Sunday morning, having church online around the world. What an amazing thing. But even more amazing um, is, than that is, is, is that the good news, rather than taking a hit, um, it has caused Jesus to trend into every office, every car, every home, wherever people are gathered. The good news of Jesus and his resurrection is being discussed more today in this very very moment because of our current circumstance than any other time in history. So truly, Jesus is trending this morning all across the world, and we are excited about that. You see, that's the thing about Jesus. He has always been and he always will be. And while other trends fall off, Jesus never does and he never will. The good news has been trending for 2,000 years and has not declined and it won't. Do you wanna know why? Because it's been verified. If you noticed our, our, our social media accounts, you noticed the, the, the little um, the graphic that we've had made up and you notice there's a little check over Jesus now trending. That little check signifies that it's been verified and across social media platforms, you'll see that little check on different things. And it just simply means that what you're seeing um, has been accounted for, that it is accurate, that it is true. Um, You'll see it on, on different uh, political people's pages and uh, different, different uh, organizations will have it set up so that they are a verified organization or that they truly are that person. And it's been verified um, so that if someone influential makes a claim, it can be verified so that it doesn't bring harm to the brand or perhaps to the person or the organization. And the promise of Jesus' resurrection is not only verified with historical proof, but verified with a real promise that he would not leave us comfortless, but that he would send the Holy Spirit, which he did in Acts chapter one. Uh, Acts chapter two is where he actually sent the Holy Spirit to give us strength and power to continue to spread the good news until he returns for us one day. And he says, in the meantime, in the meantime, how many of there's a meantime, there's a space in between. Jesus has given us clear instruction. He says, take the power I've given you and I want you to turn your waiting room into a workroom. He says, go love God, love people and make disciples and transform the world one life at a time. And as long as we keep making Jesus famous, and keep representing him to the world, he's gonna keep trending up and to the right and, and he's gonna keep moving and going through all eternity. And that's the verified guarantee that we have this morning. As you know, in today's society, it's hard to find things that, that are verified, uh, are guaranteed or even authentic. 
it can be tough to find those things. I mean, most of us have heard or even read stories of, of um, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, um, and maybe Bigfoot sightings, you know, that big hairy guy that, that he's like ape-like, but he lives in the woods somewhere. But for years, they've tried to come up with credible eyewitnesses and testimonies and even footage uh, of the account of Bigfoot. And they, they, they try so hard, but they always fall short of being able to actually produce real evidence. Um, and most of the time, their, their, their evidence actually turns out to be a fake report and only pieces of, of, of footage or, or, you know, it, it kind of gets crazy after a while. But there's one little section of footage from 1967 that was shot in Northern California, which claims to verify the real existence of Bigfoot. And that one clip actually keeps them searching for this thing called Bigfoot. And although we're not here to talk about Bigfoot this morning or discuss his existence, um, it kind of lays out the groundwork for our topic this morning. Fake news versus real news. Fake news versus real news. In a world filled with information, you're going to deal with disinformation. And it's sometimes hard to navigate around fake news to find the real news. Like so many others, I've, I've struggled in a world of endless information to find good news, much less real news. Everywhere I turn, there's information and, and uh, maybe news about a certain topic. And you, once you get there, you find out it's from multiple sources. There's information everywhere, constantly accessible at our fingertips. But what is real? What is fake? And you know, I've heard many people say, well, it's on the internet. So if it's on the internet, it must be true, right? Eh, wrong. Now more than ever, you have to verify the source. And I think we have all fallen victim to fake or erroneous news at some point. And we've all struggled to process the constant information that is placed in front of us every single day to find real news amongst fake news. But there's one piece of news this morning that you can count on and it's been verified. As a matter of fact, not only has it been verified and not only is it true, but it is the truth. Jesus Christ has risen and he is alive and he gives us hope today. You have hope because Jesus is alive and we can be confident in that fact. We can be confident in the fact of the good news. The good news this morning is the bad news is wrong. And that is incredible this morning. Jesus is the only one to ever make the claim to say, I will rise again. And he did it. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not any great philosopher. And anyone who ever made that claim is still laying in their grave today. Jesus Christ is the one, the only undefeated, irrefutable champion over death. And there is an empty grave to verify that this morning. So you can be sure this morning he's been verified. He's been verified. And for 2,000 years, Satan has tried to convince the world and cover up not just the life of Jesus, but his death and his, the resurrection of Jesus through fake news. Fake news. The Bible shows us actually the first account of fake news being spread. But it not only shows us that, but it shows us how to overcome fake news with real news. We hear the term fake news and 
uh, a lot these days, typically in regards to, to some news reports that make one group uh, actually look worse than the other group, you know? And Wikipedia describes fake news as propaganda that consists of deliberate disinformation used to cast doubt upon legitimate news from an opposing standpoint. So though the term fake news may just recently have come into vogue in, the, in American culture, fake news is no new phenomenon. And here's the clincher. Here it is. Fake news is only possible if there's real news. <laughs> fake news is only possible if there is real news. The Bible records what is likely the most heinous example of fake news of all time after Jesus' resurrection. It happened over 2,000 years ago when the ruling authorities, religious authorities, and governmental officials had knowingly tortured and executed an innocent man whose name was Jesus, the Messiah. The very next day after the execution, the Bible records in Matthew 27, verses 62 through 66, how the chief priest and the Pharisees went to Pilate, the governor, and said, hey, look, you know, we remember when this guy was alive, you know, um, and they called him the deceiver. They, were, they remember the deceiver when he was alive. And he said, after three days, he said he would rise again. So what we need you to do is give an order for the tomb to be made secure until that third day is over. Otherwise, we fear that his disciples are gonna come and try to steal his body and then say he's been resurrected. And the last deception would be worse than the first, they said. So Pilate gives charge to a guard to, to go secure the tomb and to seal the tomb and post the guard there. But despite their best efforts of, of, of those leaders that had gathered there, um, despite their best effort, their plan was soon just blown apart in the most miraculous way. And here's where I wanted to get through, get up to Matthew 28, verses one through six. It says this, after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb to look, to, to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning. His clothes were, were white as snow. And the guards were so afraid of him that they, they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just like he said he would. He says, come, look and see for the place that he lay. Now here's where the fake news comes in. While the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and they had devised a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money telling them, you are to say this, that his disciples came during the night and stole him away while you were asleep. If this report gets back to the governor, it says, we'll satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews until this very day. So there you have it. Fake news is nothing new. We see it straight out of the book of Matthew, just how ugly and how egregious fake news can be because fake news is ultimately a lie. 
The religious leaders of that day had a lot to lose when Jesus was resurrected, which is why they tried to cover it up, which, is, which meant they crucified the real Messiah. If he really got up, that means they did something really crazy wrong, which ultimately meant that the Messiah was right in front of them and they missed him. Jesus' resurrection proved the validity of his teaching and the authority of his word. Christ's death and resurrection was more than just a fulfillment of prophecy. His death on the cross paid the punishment for our sins. And his resurrection demonstrated the power by which we are given to, give, uh, to have eternal life if we simply believe in the risen Jesus. Yet belief is the issue. Hearing the real news is one thing, but do you believe it? We need to believe that Jesus rose from the dead and is alive right now, sitting at the right hand of the Father, loving us from heaven. John 3 and 18 states this. It says, whoever believes in Jesus is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son, Jesus. There was someone far more sinister at work behind the soldier's lie that, that morning, more than the Pharisees, more than Pilate. Satan and the forces of evil have worked hard throughout the centuries to keep alive the original fake news denying the resurrection of Christ. You see, Satan, he wants to stop Jesus from trending. He wants to stop that trend from, from continuing to move on. He wants us to view Jesus and his resurrection as just a myth equivalent to the Easter bunny. He wants us to see Jesus as a, a good teacher or, or, who just lived long ago or perhaps just a prophet. Anything but the risen Jesus. Because you see, Satan, he's the father of fake news. The Bible calls him the father of lies. He's the father of fake news. And the way you squash lies and fake news is by sharing the truth and the real news. That's how you do that. Here's the important issue this morning. What do you believe about Jesus' death and resurrection? Is it legend? Or is he alive today? This is a question that we all must answer for ourselves. And now is the time to verify that truth. And to help us answer that question, I brought some evidence with me because there's plenty of verified evidence to believe the resurrection of Jesus. So let's get that check of approved, verified matter right now about Jesus' resurrection. Flavius Josephus ultimately became the greatest Jewish historian of all time. Josephus, who was not a Christian, obviously he's a Jew, but he gave this miraculous account of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Including Josephus, there are 10 known non-Christian writers who mentioned Jesus within 150 years of his life. By contrast, over the same 150 years, there are nine non-Christian sources who mention Tiberius Caesar, the Roman emperor of, of Jesus' time. And if you've calculated that, you realize that Jesus is actually mentioned one more time in one more source than the Roman emperor of his time. That says a lot because the Roman emperor was like God. 
So if you include the Christian sources, the authors mentioning Jesus, they outnumber those mentioning Tiberius by 43 to 10. 43 to 10. And piecing together all 10 non-Christian references, we know these 10 things about Jesus' life from non-Christians, listen, who documented. Jesus lived during the time of Tiberius Caesar. He lived a virtuous life. He was a wonder worker. He had a brother named James. He was acclaimed to be the Messiah. He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified on the eve of the Jewish Passover. Darkness and an earthquake occurred when he died. His disciples believe he rose from the dead and his disciples were willing to die for this belief. The New Testament accounts of Jesus cannot be legendary for the following reasons. The New Testament documents, documents were written well within two generations of the, of the events of, that were eyewitnessed by them, the eyewitnesses and their contemporaries. And the New Testament storyline is corroborated by non-Christian writers. In addition, the New Testament mentions at least 30 historical figures who have been confirmed by sources outside of the New Testament. The New Testament documents meet the seven tests that historians often use to determine whether to believe in a given historical document. These historical tests include these seven questions, all of which have a yes answer. Every single one of them have a yes answer that verify the New Testament and all of its accounts. The first question that's asked is, do we have early testimony? Yes. Do we have eyewitness testimony? Yes. Do we have testimony from multiple independent eyewitness sources? Yes. Are the eyewitnesses trustworthy? Yes. Do we have corroborating evidence from archeological and other, other writers? Yes. Do we have any enemy attestation? Yes. There's even testimony of some events that enemies actually, actually tactically admit are true. Number seven, the last one, does the testimony contain events or details that are embarrassing to the author? I don't know, maybe you should ask Peter how he felt after he denied Christ three times. In most cases, documents that meet most of all of these historical tests are considered trustworthy beyond a reasonable doubt. They've been verified. But the last test this morning is up to you. Will you deem the real news to be the good news this morning? Or will you consider it just to be some historical thing that we hear about or perhaps even fake news? The choice is yours. The real news brings us hope this morning. It brings peace. It brings joy. It brings love into our life today. And Luke chapter one, verse one, it says, having carefully investigated everything from the very beginning, I, I also have decided, Luke says, to write, an accurate account so that you can be certain of the truth of everything that you were taught. So here's the point. You can trust the good news message. It's real because it's been verified. And because he lives in you, 
your life can trend with him and you can create a legacy and pass Jesus on to the next generation and keep him trending and keep that trend going and going. It's so simple. It's so simple. For those of you who know Jesus and maybe perhaps you have a relationship with Jesus, your next step is just to simply share the real news with those who are desperately, desperately searching for the truth among all the masses of fake news. All you have to do is simply share the story of what Jesus has done for you. Share the message, show the love of God. That's how you grow the community of faith. I mean, imagine, imagine what would happen in our world if all of us began to share the real news that Jesus is alive and he's still transforming lives today. It would bring hope. It would bring salvation to a world that is in desperate need of it. It would bring the ultimate peace and unity in our, to our heart's desires. And it would ultimately eradicate fake news so that real news is the only news. Believing the real news is the best decision you could ever make in your life today. Jesus loves you so very much. He died for you. He rose again for you so that you could have eternal life. So do you wanna verify your life today by receiving the real news? I sure hope so. Here in just a moment, we're gonna pray together this morning, if, if you've had questions and you've thought, man, what is this thing about Jesus? You thought, man, where, where, can I, where can I find the verified information I've been looking for? I hope this morning that he's just talked to your heart and that he's gripped your heart and, and he's just speaking to you right now to receive the risen Savior, receive the peace and the joy and the love that he has for your life, the salvation that he has for you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to give you that this morning. So if that's you, I just want everybody in your homes, no matter where you are, wherever you're gathered, if you're gathered with friends and family, just want you just to bow your head with me. And I want you to pray with me right now. And if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, the risen savior, if you want him to verify your life, it's going to be simple. You're just going to pray this prayer. Repeat this after me this morning. Say, Jesus, today, I believe that you died and rose again to give me eternal life. I confess my sins and I ask that you would forgive me and wash me as white as snow with your precious blood. Come to live in my heart today. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name, amen. You see, it was that simple, that simple. He loves you so very much. What just happened is we just witnessed the greatest thing we could ever witness. The greatest miracle is resurrection. And what Jesus did was he called you by name. The song we sung this morning talked about, and I ran out of the grave. 
That means you ran out of your sin and into light, into, into life. You were dead, but right now you're alive. He's resurrected. He's verified your life today. That's good news. And that's worth sharing this morning. Can we just thank God for everyone who prayed that prayer today? We're so excited for you. We're thrilled. And if you prayed that prayer, we want you to go to capitalcitycog.org under the Jesus tab. And I think it's going to ask you for your name and maybe your email. All we want to do is send you some material to help you in your new journey, your new walk with Christ. We want to do that. And we want to celebrate with you. We want to walk with you as a family. He loves you so very much, so very much. And we're excited for you today. So now that you've accepted Christ, you're thinking, well, what's my next step? What is that? What does that look like? Well, your purpose is just this. It's very simple. Transform the world one life at a time by simply doing this mission. Love God, love people, and make disciples. Well, that sounds kind of scary. What do you mean make disciples? All you have to do is share the good news of what Christ did in your life today with someone else. It's important that you do that. Share it, say, hey, I gave my life to Christ. I'm now a Christian and I wanna live for Jesus Christ. Sharing that good news brings hope to a world who desperately needs it. So let's keep Jesus trending and share the real message. Show the love and let's grow the community. Thank you for joining us this morning. Happy Easter to you and your family. We love you so much from here in Tallahassee, Florida. God bless you. We'll see you back here next week. We love you. Happy Easter. Thanks for joining us today on our podcast. We hope this message has inspired you to see that God is moving in your life. We ask that you would please subscribe and share this message with a friend. You can also support this ministry and help us continue to reach the world for Jesus Christ by going to capitalcitycog.org. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. God bless.